Street Fighters, welcome to the show. Coming to you live from Street Fight headquarters here on the west side of Columbus. You can find us on all of your favorite podcasting apps or watch us live each week as we do the show on Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, or YouTube. Uh, We are moving to an earlier time so that I can tackle my sleep disorder. Uh, properly so uh, look for us coming around 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time uh, on Wednesday nights and uh, still nighttime on Sunday it counts it's still no it's still nine on Sundays we're still nine to midnight on Sundays but not for long maybe we are seven or six now on let's do seven. Wednesdays let's say seven oh, right now Okay, somewhere. Let's around. not agree. Yeah. Let's how about we not agree on that? Let's just figure it out every week. <laughs> yeah, it'll it's a roundish time, really, is what it is, what we're getting at. Uh, you can find us on all of those platforms. You can find us on social media, Street Fight WCRS. Uh, and then also if you want to listen to Shocktober, volume three, if you want to know everybody talking about the tuna fish song and uh, the Grease Man, uh, you gotta get in that. Uh, Shocktober Volume 3, and if you sign up on the Patreon, you get access to Volume 1 and 2, so you win either way. And a bunch of one-offs. Yeah, lots of They happen throughout the year. Uh, uh, Shocktobers happen. If you're just a Shocktober person, those also happen throughout the year. But uh, also, um, you know, the other series are great. I mean, Heat O'Brien Unleashed was a sensation. Yeah, I'm putting together Hito Brett right now as we speak. Yeah, right on. It's going to be a little hornier than mine. Yeah, yeah we're going to get down to it. Hell sure. yeah. Uh, thank you to everybody that uh, sent messages about Kasai co-hosting. Uh, he did a great job. Thank you once again to Kasai. Follow him, T-H-I-C-C-U-P-P-I-E, uh, on Instagram and Twitter. And he just... He just released on his Substack an, an article that he wrote about biking and uh, his dad and all kinds of sweet stuff. So check it out. He's a great writer. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've heard good things from from Sunday while I was sitting and watching TikToks with my daughter. Uh, that's what she wanted to do. So we sat on the couch and we watched TikToks. Wow. So that's the only real friends do that. Like yeah. my TikTok people that I send my TikToks to, like this just that strengthens your bond. If you can both laugh at the same, if you can both like lose it, you lose your uh, lose it over the same fifteen second clip. Like you're bonded forever. Well, uh, Gwen actually uh, was showing me baby TikToks because she, she knows that I like uh. uh Babies. Okay. I'm a big babies guy. I mean, the way that people love to look at, uh, the way people love to look at animals, I feel that way about tiny humans. Wow. What about like when they throw cheese slices on their face and shit? Is that what she's watching? Well, that's funny too. I don't mind any of that. I uh, I was a big fan of, uh, um, ah, man. You, gotta- you know, I, I can't tell you who the baby is because as soon as I open up that stupid app and start screaming at me, but it is a little, it is a, a probably three or four year old that talks like an adult. And that is the cutest thing I've ever seen uh-huh. in my entire life. We watched every single one of her videos. It was just sweet, 
It was the bee's knees. Oh, wow. I'm going to tell you the truth. I really am a huge fan of uh, uh, babies that talk and dress and act like adults. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. I that, I, uh, I haven't seen that one. Huh? Yeah, I yeah I'll, I'll get I've, the name. I'm a big fan of Heavy Metal Baby. Uh, she's oh. a little baby that drums. Her dad drums for her, but uh, that's one of my favorite babies online. <laughs> <laughs> if we're going to talk, if we're doing baby talk to start this thing out. Yeah. Um, but also, my other secret love is kids getting hurt. That's like one of the best Instagrams ever. It's kids getting hurt. Because um, that shit is so wild. Yeah, that's funny too. And she also showed me a baby that a little boy that when things don't go his way, he just throws himself on the ground. Yeah. And uh I identify with that baby, actually. Big fan of that toddler. Nice. Yeah, I'm a big toddler guy. I like toddlers. There's really no toddlers around me anymore. You yeah, know, baby, like baby fever. I spent uh the first part of my adult life saying don't bring any kids around me. Uh, and then I became a huge fan of the toddler and then all the toddlers grew up and now they're all just kids and they, you know, they stare at their dang iPads all the time now, Yeah. you know, and, uh, uh, you know, they talk about, uh, I don't know, boys, they I guess, bad or opinion, whatever. They have bad opinions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah they're yeah, not yeah. good at Mario. Uh, Gwen was giving me... Not me grief. She was talking shit about her friend. She was like, can you believe this? We were fucking driving in a car for my birthday. Uh, went to El Vaquero. We're, we're driving home. And uh, they don't even know the band The The. And I was like, sister, I didn't know. I don't know the band The The. Uh-huh. Like, I've never even heard I've, of I've always heard it pronounced D D. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, she's just, it's so funny watching her turn into a music snob because I've been thinking about it a decent amount. And, like, you know, they have access to so fucking much, man. They have access to, like, everything. So they don't have to be like, I only like this because that was a survival mechanism because you couldn't afford to fucking buy CDs all the time. So you had to just have a lane. So that when something came out, you're like, I'll buy it. And then boom. And that was how my life was. And now it's just like the Pixies and 21 Whoa. Savage and whatever else she's in. The The, which she, is apparently only, you know, nerds don't know who that band is. Which it's like, did they ever even go fucking platinum? You know? Sure. You tell good, me. Good question. You know? I'll bet they didn't have one platinum how record. Many, don't how call many gold me a, records are there? Yeah, don't call me a fucking geek, okay? Um, I would say that Gwen grew up in the producers era, um, uh, where Kanye West is definitely the beginning of this, but people started paying attention to who's arranging all of the music and then trying to inject as many sounds as they possibly can, you know, from different disparate genres to show that like you have a varied musical taste. Um, and like Lil Nas X, I think is also one that's really good where he can just make amazing, make sounds into an amazing arrangement. That's like ear candy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's just, that's what kids have. I mean, yeah, I also, I stole music like crazy. So I was very early music snob, but I also had a record player when I was like 15 because I was addicted to the thrift store. I didn't have any money. So the thrift store is where I would buy albums for a dollar and just like give them a fucking chance. Yeah. Oh, so the the 
really bad with SEO. You can't. Yeah. You can't search if they're platinum. It's punk. Yeah. So cool, man. I bet they haven't. They don't want to even be known. I bet they've never had a platinum record. So they're probably not a real group. You have to listen to this, okay? I'm just gonna say this. You have to have platinum records, okay? In order for somebody to be like, I can't believe you don't know who this is. Like, I'm fucking totally okay with you pulling the, I can't believe you don't know who this is if they've sold a billion records. Okay, listen. Gwen is sharpening her sword, okay? She is still very early in wielding, like, a harsh opinion, you know? And so she doesn't know how low you can go until it's like, you're just being petty now. Yeah, very petty. You know that band that has a thousand fucking scrobbles on uh, Spotify? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we gotta teach her. I got to teach her how to be a music snob in the right way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Usually you use information like that to just uh, seem smarter than another person. Like you just tell them about the cool band. You turn people on to cool bands. You can't give them shit for not knowing about cool bands. Yeah. Especially if uncool people aren't supposed to know about it because it's, those are the hardest ones to know about. Yeah. I'm going to like uncool a fan people of- grab onto shit and just ruin the fuck out of it. I'm going to become a fan of this band oh, yeah. and then know all the songs better than her. I'm pulling up with it playing. I'm pulling <laughs> up with it playing in like a month. I'll show up to Christmas or something. Like, that's to listen to it. Like, headbanging. Yeah. You just, and, and it being like, uh, yeah, you probably don't know this song because it's a, an album cut, but it's actually better than any of those bullshit playlist songs from whatever playlist you're listening to is that's what i'll do yeah i'm gonna learn every killer song by that band you have more time all day you can just listen she has to go to school (laughs) i know you can sign on Bandcamp every day and find out what the hottest new artist is and just call her a fucking loser for not looking it up (laughs) yeah just learning more i'm gonna fucking become a guy that knows everything everything it's gonna fucking rule man uh, Psychic Gasoline wants to know if your favorite movie is Baby Geniuses. No, I don't. That's a good movie. I though. don't like any movies. Ooh, I could go for some geared baby toward babies. Or, no. Uh, uh, what about Look Who's Talking? Kids. Okay, that movie fucking ruled. That, okay. That's the, the beginning. I remember being in a movie theater for Look Who's Talking. I saw that in the theater. I know. Wow, impressive. Yep, bragging. I, I grew up with my parents. We had money. <laughs> Sorry. You know, yeah, we were. We were a family of means. We saw Look Who's Talking <laughs> when we were kids. But uh, I remember seeing it, and and the theater was just busting a gut at the beginning of the movie when it's sperm. Yeah. Like, no idea what was going on. I had... I was like, why is everybody laughing at this? And then I did the kid move where you laugh too. And yeah. you're just like, oh, that's so funny. Oh, my God. <laughs> God! Oh, my squigglies say that all the time. Yeah, no idea what it was. I just was like, I gotta be involved with this. Yeah, America has terrible sex education, and uh, yeah, we have a lot of growing up to do. We're extremely regressive society when it comes to that stuff. Well, it's a eighty-nine. So I would have only been ten when it came out. So I wouldn't have known about jizz even at ten. I don't. That's old enough to know about jizz. I don't know, man. I don't know. I think that's 13. No. I guess they do start teaching you about jizz in the fifth grade. I mean, whenever uh, they, they don't can talk it about jizz. it. I mean, they're going to grow into the body. I mean, whenever they're ready to talk about it, like, you got to tell them the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Um, all right. We did get some mail. Uh, I wanted to get this 
this has been sitting here for a while, so I apologize. Uh, I believe this is this is from Annie, uh, famous podcast, famous Annie. Uh, you know, you've heard about her on Minion Death Call, uh, but she sent something in the mail. Oh, a pile of books. Oh, okay, books, books. So we got some books. This one's for you. That's a Brian book, Hollow by um, Owen Egerton, a novel. Um, this seems like something I might read. It's got the, like, kind of thing. Okay. Filled to the brim with wonder and the sadness of being here. Well, I am sad all the time. Yeah, so. it sounds like she might have nailed it. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, yeah, this looks good to me. It's about a guy who, his son dies, and then he decides it's a hollow earth. Oh, perfect. So that does sound like something the yeah. B-Man would be totally into. This one's for me, Kings of the Wild, with the Y. Okay. It says, the boys are back in town, which I'm always, you know, happy to hear that song. Absolutely awesome, full of heroes, humor, and heart. Oh, just like me. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. You got humor and heart. You know what my mom said about you today on the phone? She was like, how's Brett? And I was like, he's fine. And she was like, uh, uh. You know, I, I think about him a lot, and I'm like... She's got the hots for me. Okay, and she was like, he's so nice. And I was like, well, I would say he's a good dude. I would <laughs> say he's nice. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't let somebody call me nice either. <laughs> I was like, I mean, he's nice to me uh, uh, most of the time. But yeah, we'll, we'll go with good dude. Good dude. Yeah, good here. dude. Yeah. But yeah. not always nice. So, oh, and somebody in the chat Ooh. said they could bring their baby in for us and uh, a cold chamber button. <laughs> it's, that's very cool. Oh, oh, another one? A uh, Limp biscuit button pin. Okay, another one. Um, oh, Bruce Springsteen. That is so mean. The for boss. Real. I love the boss, too. Okay. All kinds of mini death call stickers. Okay. To decorate the walls of the office. Right on. Yeah, we need to do There's that. There's a ton of shit in here. Um, take a bite out of crime and Teamster Drive. So, hey, I need to start doing buttons, man. You know? To oh, fuck. Talk Radio's America. How an industry took over a political party that took over a political party that took over the United States. Yeah, I'll read this. <laughs> These are all good. Big Vape, the incendiary the incendiary rise of Jewel, which Oh, that's near a good dear one. To my heart. That's a good one. We're going to be doing this material on the show, you know. Yeah. The the Talk Radio's America. I'm sure there's some funny shit in there. All right. You know. Well, all thank right. you. Appreciate it. And Thanks for uh the books. Yeah, she's on Twitter knee_capin_jazz. Nice. That's the amazing band. Kneecap and jazz. All right. Well, I read this story last week I wanted to get to, and I didn't. And uh, I thought this seems like really good for both Heat O'Brien and Heat O'Brett. Perfect. Union. And I think it's important that we read this story uh, and, and really try to parse it and take it apart. Okay? Noted theologian and Bible teacher... John Piper recently denounced the practice of some married couples to engage in role-playing in the bedroom, stating that fantasized sin is sin. Mm. Okay? Oh, no. So, um... Well, he's not going to know what I've been thinking <laughs> when I'm at the grocery store sometimes. <laughs> on, on an episode of the podcast, Ask Pastor John posted to the website 
Desiring God on Monday, Piper addressed multiple questions sent in by listeners whose spouses were interested in various types of sensual role play. My husband likes to use role playing in the bedroom and various levels of bondage and dominance. Okay. He wants me to say things like, I am your slave. He wants me to wear certain collars around my my neck to the far extreme. He likes to fantasize that he is, I'm not going to say that, but you know what it is, you know, something to her, uh-huh. uh, said one unnamed listener. But he's a very nice person outside of the bedroom. He only asked that if he can play out the fantasy in bed, what should I do? And uh, um, so what the... it's against the law of Christian Christianity. You're not allowed to do this. Another anonymous uh, listener explained. I just explained, wish she had a, somebody to talk to, a real person to talk to, and wasn't calling a Christian radio host. She's in. Tr- yeah, you can't. Um, you can't. You obviously have a problem with it. Otherwise, you just she keep your mouth it. shut. Yeah. Yeah. You're not fine. into it. Yeah. You don't have to be. You don't have to do it. No. You don't have to look for God to say it's a problem. You can say it's a problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You should say this is a problem. Yeah. I don't like this. This is not for me. Okay. Let me give him dungeon time. Give him some dungeon time. And then, then you don't have to deal with it. Yeah, send him there. They yeah. don't even really have sex there. It's a lot of lot of acting. From what <laughs> I know, when you go to the place, it's not it's I don't think it would be cheating. And on top of that It's not cheating if you agree. Right. Cheating I'm is saying only that there boundaries. wouldn't be because basically they worry about jizz. Like, that's basically where cheating becomes a thing, you know? Really? Uh, Kissing and jizz. Really? So, like, he Hmm. could go and do the thing he wants to do somewhere. Yeah. And then come home, and then that solves two problems, okay? One, she gets to go to heaven because she is not participating. Yeah. And two, she gets to keep her very nice husband. You know? yeah, also, she gets an afternoon to herself to I like know. read and sit on the couch by herself and like have some alone time. Yeah. Another anonymous listener explained that a counselor had told her that her and her husband role playing was okay in the marriage bed with mutual consent. Okay. Piper, an author and chancellor of Bethlehem College and Seminary. <laughs> In Minneapolis, Uh Minnesota, responded by saying that fantasized sin is sin, no matter how many Uh, people agree on it. Damn, come on, man. We made it up, though. He just thought about it. We didn't do it. I don't even know, like, I mean, aren't you, like, basically in, in Christianity, like, kind of allowed to do whatever you want in sex if you're married? You know, isn't that like the I doubt believed that. thing? Um, they Seems do, unfair. Youth pastors do say like, "Hey, I get it. Everybody has urges. Let's let's wait until marriage, and then she can pwn that dick." Yeah, you know, yeah. like then that's when they try to get nasty and tell people like, "Yeah, you're allowed to do whatever you want." But extremely repressive and backwards ideas. Uh, in most of that kind of traditional marriage relationship shit. Yeah, you have heard that it. You have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery, but I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery in his heart. Coveted coveted a motherfucker's wife. This dude is At the Kroger's. He's hardcore. 
This is as hardcore as it gets. This is like busting somebody for something they, they can't control. <laughs> this is a good way to, to take ownership of like weak-minded people because then they feel like every thought is betraying them, you know? Anytime they have a lustful thought about like a coworker, now they're going to hell, you know? And it makes them afraid, more afraid yeah. and more willing to open their pocketbook for this fucking asshole. Yeah. I mean, I would probably, and this is just me, I know, uh, uh, as long as I'm going to heaven, you know, the people around me, I love the people <laughs> around me, but I assume there's so many more people up there. You know what I mean? It's like you start thinking about everybody that died. There's like, you're going to meet people that are like the people that are in your life up in heaven. Probably. Okay. I assume that, that that's how it works. I'm not trying to be mean. Brian is like, hey, I didn't believe any of that devil worshiping bullshit. He's like flipping everybody <laughs> off as he ascends into the clouds. Yeah. Yeah. Like, fuck, dude. Yeah. When you I got go pentagram tattoos, motherfucker, <laughs> I thought you were down. When I go to heaven, uh, I will be looking at everybody like, y'all should have done what I did, which was hedge your bets at every opportunity. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm atheist. And then later on at night, I go home and I'm yeah. like, I ain't really atheist. I'm just saying that to be cool. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I was so happy when being an atheist wasn't cool anymore, man. Because I was like, now I don't even have to say it. You know? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> now Jesus is not going to be fine. <laughs> yeah. Now, me and Jesus can have our relationship all by ourselves. Yeah. Behind closed doors. Yeah. I don't want to tell anybody about it. <laughs> what happens behind closed doors with me and Jesus is right. like to me That's and Jesus. That's our thing. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. was actually thinking today, you know, I don't believe in God, but I believe in the Lord. Okay. Like the Lord is who I like cry out to, or I'm just like, oh Lord, please just make this go away. Yeah. And it's some sort of like everlasting, it's not a sentient thing. But it's just that, like, with time, like, everything goes away, you know? Or, I don't know, just, like, a way for me to call, like, please tell me somebody saw how fucking crazy that was, you yeah. know? It's, I don't know. I, I, the Lord. I always, I talk to the Lord yeah. <laughs> when I feel, uh, when I'm feeling wild. And when I told the story about how I used to pray, you know what I mean, when I was a kid, like, if I lost something, um, when I would lose something when I was a kid, uh -huh. I would... I had gone to Sunday school probably six times in my whole life, really. Okay. Like, I never was in a church situation in my life, really. But I yeah. did go to Sunday school once, and they were like, you know, they were like, if if something's lost and you need to find it, you know, if you pray, Jesus will shine a light on it. And I took that super fucking literal. Yeah. And, like, if I lost something in the house, there was this one time where I lost one of my shoes. I don't know how it happened. I don't feel as bad about it now, though, because I was hanging out with you on Sunday. And I found out your kid lost her pants yeah. somewhere. So Yeah, I had to take her ass home, like, <laughs> in the car, sitting in her underwear on the car seat. Because I was so fucking tired of looking for the pants. And they were so gone. Yeah. Stolen. So they were stolen. That's what I'm saying about the shoe. There, I never ended up finding this oh, shoe. Yeah. And my parents were like, so what happened was my parents caught me going outside with flippers on. You know, like the kind you swim in. Mm -hmm. Like I put two of those on. I started to walk outside. Now my plan was to just fucking take them off and run around without shoes on. But right. they're like, you are not allowed to leave the house until you find your shoes. I fucking never found those shoes. But the whole time I was praying, 
that Jesus would shine a light on it. I think that might have been when I like turned into an atheist. Was I was so annoyed that I never found those shoes. Sure. After, you know, I did the work. I said, yeah. you know, come on, Jesus, show me them shoes. Yeah. You thought it was just a magic trick. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, um, it's kind of is. You've heard, so anyway, this guy goes, with the passage in mind, Piper said that Jesus' standard of holiness is not merely a standard of bodily deeds, but also of mental delights. Mm. If you need... <laughs> I love them. <laughs> Keep me going in the line at the BMV. <laughs> if you need ever more kinky sex, ever more bizarre, unconventional mm-hmm. yeah. conventional sex, sexual acts Check. at the expense of your spouse's enjoyment, mm. you are elevating your appetite above his or her delights. That's not the way of Christ. Okay, but, he turned it around. Yeah, I That's agree. Right on. Yeah, that is right, but I think that is assuming that like the people asking didn't kind of like it i i i think like you know you can make an assumption that the person the people that wrote in were kind of like i don't dig this but he does and i'm just doing it for him Uh but you also gotta think like some of these people are probably into it but afraid they're gonna go to hell for it sure you gotta think of on that end when you love jesus that much man you you gotta be thinking all the time yeah about how you might go to hell I know, but he kind of bylined it there where he said, basically, if like somebody else's pleasure causes you pain, that's not Christ-like. Well, like Christ will put on like a, a full <clears throat> submissive outfit, wear the collar and everything if like you're both into it. But it, if it's, it's unchristlike like to, to throw BDSM on somebody that's not into it. Well, then he says, if you pursue a sexual act or an imagined sexual situation because it is more stimulating, scintillating, <sighs> pleasurable because it is forbidden, then you are living out the way of the fool. Yeah, baby, <laughs> join me. <laughs> I've been living out the way of the fool my whole life. It's I, the I'm only, only way to fool. be. Yeah. <laughs> you get over the embarrassment very quickly. Yeah, so, yeah, I guess that's against the law now, you know. But then I started reading the comments. Oh, no. And uh, a lot of people are like, you know, if you want to look at that Bible, dude, it doesn't say nothing about bondage <laughs> oh, and okay. discipline and sadomasochism. <laughs> hey, God gave us butts. We can plug them up. Okay? God damn it. Stop it now. Stop Stop talking about my dirty thoughts. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I mean, I took you took everything from me. I live this pious lifestyle I can't even have dirty thoughts anymore. You're coming after my dirty fucking thoughts. Yeah, the world does... Here's one guy. The world does not understand that God invented sex. Ooh! (laughs) And it was always meant to be more than simply physical. Women... Okay, here he goes off. Women know this inherently more than men. Uh, It is the consummation of admiration, respect, soulmates, and physical exclusivity. Surveys have found that some the most satisfied this is not true for sure. Surveys have found that the, some of the most satisfied spouses are Christians. Not true across the board. <laughs> There's a very high ideal and if you're able to find that you have found something precious indeed. But kind of like that guy though. He's just like God invented sex. I heard so. Christians do it best cuz God invented it and we believe in him. Being a guy that can just fucking attribute like somebody like i would love that's where you like love to be god like i'm the guy that fucking invented sex you know you have to you have to really love me so uh uh 
There we go. Um, <laughs> Love it. Just letting everybody know you're going to hell if you're kinking it up. Okay. That's, that's where we want to be. Yeah. I mean, it's unfortunate, but, uh, you know, being in hell can't be the worst thing in the world. You know, um, here's the next thing. I got a little advice question that I read today that I was really irritated by. Okay. Uh, this is from Inc.com, I-N-C. Uh, a reader asked, I'm hoping to get some advice on a situation I'm having with one of my employees. Michelle has worked here for almost a year. This is her first job after college and her second job ever. There are no issues at all with the quality oh. of work. Oh, God. But Michelle makes drastic changes to her appearance and these changes always happen during the workday. Most employees on my team are exempt, and this includes her, are exempt and lunches are generally longer than an hour. Over her lunch, she will drastically change her hair, clothing, and makeup. She has got it together. <laughs> I think it's cool. I do. I this do. is perfect because I takes me, it takes me solid three hours sitting in the bed before I'm getting up to do my makeup or take a shower and do shit like that. <laughs> yeah. I so mean, you go to work, start at eight, get off at 11 or go to lunch at 11, do a makeup tutorial on YouTube in your motherfucking car and monetize that shit and then go back looking great. I would even say that like maybe she puts on her cruddy stuff in the morning. Yeah. Like a base coat. Yeah, you primer. Just it it's just primer in the morning. You just get up, you drop your cruddy stuff on you, then you go home and fix it when you're more awake. This, If this doesn't end, I'm thoroughly <laughs> impressed and would like to learn a lot from her. I'm going to be very pissed because this is incredible. For example, on a given day, she has long blonde hair, almost no makeup, and is wearing a gray suit. After lunch, she returns with black hair that's ear length on one side and chin length on the other with noticeable makeup and a black suit. Fuck yeah! Or she has shoulder length curly hair that she is wearing down and she comes back with straight hair that is a different color. In an updo with an undercut. Since she started working here at least once a month, she comes back from her lunch wearing drastically different clothes, shoes, makeup, and nails, and she has radically changed her hair over her lunch half a dozen times. I don't know if I should say anything. As her older male boss... Fuck it, I knew it was! I knew it was! <laughs> of course. Yeah. I, this woman's too erratic. This woman's having too much fun. She's too impressive. She's found a way to be successful and provocative. I want to to dim that light. I don't even know... I want to I I shut her down. People like fucking putting on clothes there's oh, some yeah. people i like getting fucking dressed too yeah like i i would if i think putting on cool clothes kicks ass and it feels really good and it feels really good to fucking come into work and you know looking good and right. stuff like that like that feels good no i have creams and balms and smells and scents razors all that stuff i have a long ass routine for for if i'm getting fully ready for like to impress, yeah. So I mean, when I read older male boss, I was like, I, I know. knew it, dude. He's probably my Why age, is he though. Intriguing. He's probably like my age, though. Oh yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I like mean, not old, old. No. Unless he's fifty or 
55 or 60. This is a guy problem. That's what you're saying. I no, mean, that's what it really dude. is. It's just a guy problem. It is just like that. this type of thing is really fucking bothering him. Why? Why does it bother him? What could... Well, I'll, I'll go in here. As her older male boss, I don't want to seem like I am appearance policing. Dog, you do not know how what that means. <laughs> you cannot say that and then do it. <laughs> You stop. You go do work on yourself to not think about this woman like that anymore. You go and you like shut it down. Every time you're bothered by it, you fucking stop. You you pinch yourself really fucking hard. You take a lemon juice in the eye and you turn away from those thoughts and you don't indulge them to the point where you're fucking writing a fan. You are so in... <laughs> you're so much in love with this girl. I mean, <laughs> you're fucking psych. You're being psychotic. It, that's true. He could be, but he might not even be in love with it's her. Just, yeah, he right. He might right. just be fucking flipping out because, like, it's one of those old guy, young woman. She's at work, and it's just bothering yeah, him all that day. She's just like doing anything. It's not about. It's not maybe about like him being even sexually attracted sure. to her or anything like that. It is literally like, look at what this young person is doing. Yeah. It bothers me. Yeah. Because that's where people fucking end up, dude. That is where dudes, a lot of guys just end up with like, that person's young and it is bothering me. Yeah. Everything they're doing bothers me yeah because there's nothing because i'll go i don't want to seem like i'm appearance policing and she's always within the norm for the dress code slash appearance within our office and industry however here's where he gets into his feelings <laughs> yes which we've already we've been waiting now yeah, we're waiting yeah. no we really wanted to know how this has harmed you that this badass you work with you're not impressed by he said, however, I feel like doing this in the middle of the workday is hurting her professional credibility. He had to find something. I know. There is a rule. I'm sorry. You know, I didn't want to say anything about a woman's appearance, but there is a, a rule about this. There's a little rule. It's not even a rule, though. But He's to him, it is. To him, it custom. is. To him, yes, to him, it is. Yeah, you're right. Custom. It's something we've talked about a lot where it's, it's like, like that bullshit baseball stuff where like you're not allowed to do certain things. Then it's like, fuck that. Do whatever you want. It's what we said about um, DC. It's something we talked about in DC. Uh, when you use the escalator in DC, you're supposed to stand on one side of it. Yeah. So that other people can walk up. Stand there. right, walk left. And it is a custom, but it's not codified in DC that this happens. And people will get really mad at you if you fuck it up. Where it's like, you need to fucking tell people this. This information is not posted anywhere. Yeah. You're just mad because people don't automatically know your fucking customs. It's like there's so many customs like that. Where, But this guy right here is like making one up. I've never heard of anybody doing this. It's not it's, wrong. There's it takes nothing wrong about it. See, but what you haven't done, like what he's done, is he's spent several hours every day after work swirling it around in his mind. 
trying to figure exactly what about it bothers him so much. And now he has a case to present against against her. He's like going to fucking family functions and talking about her at the oh, yeah. family functions. What and do you, what's your take on that? What do you think about that? Yeah, they're all fucking tearing oh, it apart. Julia, what you doing? Yeah, he's he's. this has been a main storyline in his life for yeah, he, the entire be, time she's worked there. He should be fired. I mean, they should find <laughs> out who sent this and fire him. I would be totally fine with that. Um, you should get in trouble for your thoughts sometimes. <laughs> Thought police. Yes. However, so he says professional credibility, which I don't think it even would. I would think it would fucking up your professional credibility to do this because you're fucking really care. Well, you know what I mean? You really fucking care. Well, if you want, if you're going to like a pitch meeting and you have to meet up with people, like certainly you could tailor. You could like, what look could you bring to this? Like, this is a dark and moody uh, environment. <laughs> Again, can you can you dress for the occasion? I mean, if but you, you maybe a spy. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I once we gave a presentation for both internal and external people, and Michelle was present because she had assisted with the preparation after we broke for lunch. She returned with darker hair, bangs, and a completely <laughs> different clothes. I think it's so cool. Yes, it's this is so tight. Yeah, it's so fun. What is pro- you work with a diva? Sorry. Yeah, many, she's better than everybody. <laughs> many, she makes you feel sorry because you're sorry. That's true. You don't really have true. to do shit. You could just change your jacket. You could have an afternoon outfit. You could have a morning outfit. You could have a morning suit and then go home and change to your afternoon suit and come back glorious the same way. Don't be jealous. You're fucking 100% right on that, too. It's like, they. this is also jealousy, I think. Like, um, so... Uh, so anyway, after we broke for lunch, she returned with darker hair, bangs, and a completely different clothes. Many people at the presentation thought she was a different person at first. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's, I, yeah, I, I can see the smallest problem, though. She could wear a name tag <laughs> and be the same person. Yeah, but if you were doing like a presentation, you're like, please, Angela, I, I love the outfits. <laughs> so amazing the looks you. We're going to do a break for lunch. Please just look the same when you come back. Just for this presentation. <laughs> yeah. So there's some continuity so they don't feel like everybody, someone changed in the middle. Like, like it's a, a late season of a, like a TV show. Yeah. I don't even think, I think this is like a guy really fucking playing out a situation in his mind that doesn't like really exist. Because I kind of feel like if that happened, I'm going to put myself in this meeting. Okay. I'm an external client. At this meeting where this happens, mm-hmm. okay? And then I leave. Yeah. And I go home and I tell my wife, it was the fucking damnedest thing. Yeah. This lady left and then she came back and she looked completely different. Yeah. Kind of cool, isn't it? Like, yeah. I wouldn't even be mad about it or anything. There wouldn't, I would never consider it to be a lack of professionalism. If you don't want this to happen, there's one fucking solution. One. Uniforms. You just got to do the uniform. She's going to come with hair, though. She's going to come with eyelashes. Yeah. She's going to have ear prosthetics. Yeah. So many accessories around her neck. You can't stop her from switching it up. Yeah. And you it's different moods. Different you... moods. Different times. That I listen to... Sometimes I wake up listening to, to uh, some metalcore. By the end of the day, it's all R&B. You know? 
Shit changes on you quick. Is this something I should be speaking to her about? If so, how do I do it as to not make it about her appearance? That's what it's about. (laughs) His wife thinks that he's cheating on her, and he's just in the bed, like, brooding about this all night long. (laughs) What what kind of technicality? There's a custom here. There's just something. I know there's a reason you can't do this. It's just not. It's just. It's it's snaky. It's just just feels doesn't feel right. It's deceptive. I'm, I'm just so bothered by it <laughs> i know i'm not bothered i cannot stress how i am not bothered by this in the like this does not bother me and even the <laughs> smallest amount like this would not you but i would talk about it with people i would probably go as far as to call michelle a freak to my friends like this and freak leaves work and I'd go crazy about it. Oh no. I'd make fun of her probably. Oh no. But but respect. I would respect her. I wouldn't hold it against her and I wouldn't think it was not professional. I would just think this is very strange behavior. Yeah. But this guy's more work. This guy is not that way. He seems bent on making her not do it. I also, what bothers me about this is, has he never thought to ask her about it? I know. Because like, he never thought when she came back to work and looked completely different just to be like, what's this? What's the situation? Yeah, that's, that's appropriate. And that's fair. Yeah. You are allowed to say, like, you came here looking like Punky Brewster and now you're Michelle Pfeiffer. What happened? <laughs> yeah. That's fucking perfectly reasonable thing to ask. And the other thing about that is, she probably wants people to ask her what's going on here. Yeah. I think. I would imagine or that you. when you do something like this, it's attention. You think it's, it's a cry for help? It, no. Attention. She wants it. She's like me. She wants all the attention. It's on easy. Her. You just put your hands together and make a sound with them. <laughs> you just say, go ahead. That's all you do is say, go ahead. That's all you say. Yeah, yeah. Just tell, I, yeah, I, um, you know, it's definitely no, you know, I don't have time in my life to do that. Um, so I would be once again coming from a place of jealousy if I commented on the issue. Um, but yeah, I mean, for the most part, I don't have enough time to do that. He, he makes it sound like she's doing like a quick change magic act on him or something. But he's, he's, is it every, it's not every day though. It's just sometimes. Yeah. Well, maybe she has different occasions to go to. Maybe she's going to do a goth show one night, and then she's going to, like, Taylor Swift, another one. So it happens to all of us. Yeah. We have to do different looks, and we have to be ready to go after work. We're not eating. We're going straight to happy hour, and then we're going to meet our bae. Yeah. It's not a big deal. It's just not even... So the advice person said, like, it's not a big deal. I mean, if you really think that people are thinking she's unprofessional for it, I guess you could just explain that to her. But yeah, it sounds like she followed every single rule. You are allowed to do what you want to do on lunch. What is he saying? Like, oh, no, lunch is for eating. Yeah. I mean, you go home on lunch and you eat food. If you're you're playing NBA 2K and smoking a blunt, that's fine. I get it. But why are you changing your appearance? It just keeps me up all night long. Yeah. All you have to, you can ask. It's just a guy afraid to talk to a young woman. I know. And that's all it is. He just could have. And now he's going to get fired. As soon as he opens his mouth, he's going to say something. He's going to call her the B word or something and just be weird. 
because he's built it up so much when he could have just like walked up and said, damn, you look different. What happened? Yeah. I was going to say, damn, you look different. Like it's, they have to deal with that. Like nobody's, no one's doing it on the sly. Like nobody, you can't go, I couldn't put on like a 10 gallon cowboy hat and come back into a party and be like, don't talk about my fucking hat. (laughs) That's true. Exactly. (laughs) That is a goddamn good point there. Perfectly good way to explain that. Um, so I uh, uh, saw this story today and on Market Watch that uh, I really liked and it made me feel oh, really. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Market Watch. It's Call good, it. It's a good site, isn't it? No. no. I mean, it's one of those sites. Uh, I think it's owned by like NBC, mm. and it's uh, about the market. Mm. So you know, we love the market here. I guess you know the fish market, um, the green market. It's just one of those things that Google always pushes to me because uh-huh. of the type of stuff that I look for for the show. Yeah, you're a market uh, guy. You're a market anarchist. Yeah, that, <laughs> not that. I, I don't, I'm not a nap guy or any of those things. Okay, you leave me alone. Call it a five million finger discount. A father-daughter duo from Atlanta has been sentenced to more than five years in prison. Ouch. I mean, oh my God. Very long time. I mean... The reality of prison, unacceptable, I mean, for any amount of time. So here it is, though. Here's what they did, which it it makes it even more unacceptable to me. I actually feel like what they did is basically what a business does. Okay. This is how I feel. And I'll explain this. Uh, uh, They got over five years in prison for deploying an army of professional shoplifters to steal millions of dollars of merchandise from retailers such as CVS and Target uh-huh. and then selling the goods online. Okay. That's kind of like what, well, you know, the diamond companies. Isn't that kind of like what they do? They send a bunch of miners over to a country or they don't even send the miners. They just use the people there and then take the stuff mm-hmm. that they mine. You know what I mean? Like they're mining. These are just miners, okay? Okay. Uh, Robert- got, so you're saying the raw material, all the raw materials for creation of products is comes from stolen. It's from stolen, like, uh, stru- hierarchy or structure. I do feel and like that- a lot of the raw materials for, like, the stuff that we get has to be gotten. Yeah. through. Yeah. Through the illest ways. Yeah. <laughs> Not like in the rap ways, though. Yeah, not the bad kind. Not in good. Yeah, they they just they do. So anyway, Robert Whitley, 70, and his daughter, Nona Whitley, uh, 47, were accused of running the scheme for nearly a decade and organizing the theft of six point one million dollars in merchandise before being busted in 2019. Prosecutors said Uh, the pair pled guilty in April to interstate transportation of stolen property. Prosecutors at the t- time described the Whitley's operation as a well-organized criminal enterprise disguised in an app- as an apparently legitimate small business. It's, I mean, to me, it is a legitimate small business. I yeah, do want to take the word apparently out. However, those people got their product. How am I responsible for where I get my merchandise from? Exactly. How am I responsible <laughs> For the person that sells me my stuff. I got makeup for a dollar a piece. I don't know how I got it, but this person is selling it to me. Yeah, yeah. Prosecutors say Robert Whitley, also who also went by Mr. Bob, and his daughter would give shoplifters lists of items they were looking for, like razor blades, toothpaste, cosmetics, and over-the-counter drugs such as Prilosec, Rogaine, and Claritin. 
the shoplifters would steal the products from big retail chains, including CVS, Walgreens, WBA, Target, TGT, Kroger, and Publix, Mm -hmm. and return with garbage bags full of boosted items to an Atlanta warehouse run by the Whitleys, who would pay for them in cash, according to court filings. Great idea. Uh, This is like as great. This is exactly, they should be Carnegie's. (laughs) Right. Right? Like they're doing what like, all of the legacy families of this cut the kennedys and the carnegies did stuff like this too. <laughs> yeah that's true i've i that is that's that's more apt because they are taking advantage of our like brave stealers out there yeah. those brave people that will run whenever the alarm goes off but i mean they, don't hesitate yeah a trash bag full of prilosec is i don't <laughs> that's know how big you steal money. That. i don't know how that's stolen because when you really think about it there's only like you know, 10 things of Prilosec out on the shelves anyway. It's not like they have, like when you think about medicine, Mm. it's not like how they have like big displays of Doritos in the store during the Super Bowl. Although in America, I mean, heartburn medicine should probably be in those Oh yeah, it should be right next to the Tostitos Chili Bowl. Yeah, it would make sense to have a huge Prilosec display. Sprinkle some in. Yeah. To the food. The Whitleys would then remove all. Should Prilosec in the water, like fluoride is in the water. That's a good point, though. That would work. That would be helpful. Yeah, the Whitleys would then remove all price tags and anti-theft devices from the stolen goods, and then sell them at steeply discounted prices through third-party e-commerce platforms, including Amazon Marketplace, Walmart. They should be in trouble. They should be the ones. They should be in trouble too. Yeah, they're selling. The shit. They sold. They sold stolen shit. If yeah. we're taking, if we, if someone is in trouble for for buying makeup for a really cheap price and selling it for more, then the whole fucking system is on trial. You know what this made me want to do when I read it the first time? I'm gonna go looking for these products on the website. Like, uh-huh. how do you find? Yeah, them? like where is <laughs> where is graymarket.com? Yeah. Is there, where's my tour? Where should I point my tour browser? Because these ain't so, the only people doing this. No, no, no. The whole thing is yeah, yeah, yeah. Some sort of I don't know. Amazon. There, I I read about people that like picked from trash cans and shit too that sell on Amazon, like uh, canned goods and things like that. Like uh, that people they throw out like a early and then you can sell them on there instead i just watched a uh documentary on hbo max that just came out about shame uh most of it's you know whatever but uh one of the stories in it was the guy at the very beginning of the pandemic who had seventeen thousand things of uh hand sanitizer And then the New York Times wrote an article about him, and uh, oof, he got he killed. He had a tough time. He got roasted. Yeah. He did. But when he explains it in the documentary, because he's in it, they mm. talk to this guy, and he's saying like, "Okay, so I heard the coronavirus news, the same as everybody else heard the coronavirus news, and I said." Maybe people might want hand sanitizer. So then I went to Ollie's, not Ollie's, because that's here, Ross, Ross and Dollar Tree and all those places. His business model had always been to go to those places and buy a lot of a thing and then Uh, sell it on Amazon. Okay. And that was his whole fucking plan. Now, 
arbitrage. Yeah. That's you can buy it for one dollar and then sell it on Amazon for a dollar ninety-six. Right. And when you sell on Amazon like him, they charge you a cut. Amazon gets a yeah, cut. Of course. It costs money to ship things. It costs money, more money even, to ship hand sanitizer because it's a liquid right. with chemicals in it. And when the New York Times wrote the fucking article, they said that he was charging up to $70 for it. He was charging for multi-packs. Uh-huh. $70 for multi-packs of it. But they didn't put none of that shit in the article. Yeah, and I'm then, sure we threw shit at that guy. Oh, God. And then and then when they took the pictures of him, he, was, he thought, hey, you know, we're going to take some pictures of, of your e-commerce business that you run out of your garage. Yeah, he thought it was like, I'm the smartest guy in the room. Like, I have the most popular most popular thing in the world right now. Yeah, and so he was like, I'm... I'm and totally I'm capitalistic, really, totally American. Yeah, to do and that. he's proud of his business. Yeah. He don't fucking know what's going to happen to him. He's proud of his business. He's like, let me show you how my business looks. You know, yeah. come in my garage. Look at all the sanitizer. Yeah. Well, he has all kinds of shit. Like yeah. I said, he just buys junk. He right. goes to those places. He sees a bunch of stuff. He buys junk and then sells it. Okay. It's a good, good racket. It does seem like a way to make a lot of money. It does seem like if you are dedicated enough to go to those discount closeout stores, Within a couple of years, you could have your own discount closeout store. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't seem impossible. Yeah. It might even be how they all got started. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I'm getting deals too fast. I can't get rid of these great deals. Yeah, I need, more, I need more space. Yeah, I need a warehouse. Might as well pop a fucking iPad in there for a, a cash register. This is how Crazy Brett's out, uh, outlet warehouse gets started. <laughs> yeah. Well, you would be the best fucking mascot for a fucking. I would only have the finest. Store. I would have the finest outlets. Yeah. Not the bull. No filler. No yeah. filler. Art <laughs> like a boutique, <laughs> boutique outlet shopping where like I literally found this for like a really good deal. Like you, you're gonna love it. You would be so fucking good at the <laughs> commercials where you're fucking tearing your hair out. Uh-huh. You know, oh, I'm fucking telling all yeah, this stuff. sweating <laughs> and losing my mind. Yeah, that would be great. So anyway, they're taking pictures of him while he's showing off, and they told him to look sad. Yeah, you're getting set up, dog. Instead of like, he was yeah, smiling. Waited, I'm yeah. showing you my shit. And they were like, yeah, I'm about uh, to be paid, y'all. <laughs> yeah, they were like, could you look sad? And this guy fucking, he said, like, people were fucking banging on his door in the middle we of the were. night. I he was... had to, no, literally coming to his yeah, house. Yeah, They were posting his address on Twitter. And I, I'm sure we, we egged were it being, on. Yeah, we egged it on. I'm sure we were mean to him. I don't remember it. And uh, I'm gonna say I actually wasn't. I was like, I'm, I rise above oh, this no. kind of thing. Oh, I'm Christ-like in a way, in that way. But uh, I felt like really bad for the fucking guy by the end of it. You know, for price gougers. He's not a price gouger though, dude. He's a multi-pack seller. He's not a price gouger. He's a multi-pack <laughs> seller. Yeah, he had to move his family out of the house for a while and stay at an Airbnb. God damn, like he. He was scared, man. People were just sending him emails like, I'm going to fucking come and shoot you and your family. Yeah. 
Give me the sanitizer, fucker! People—he's still not allowed to sell online anymore either. Oh, he got blacklisted. They pulled him off and told him they still tell him like, "No, you ain't fucking selling anymore online." Oh my god! I hope he got a warehouse. He has this garage full of stuff that he can't sell. Facebook Marketplace. Maybe, maybe he marketplace marketplace business. Amazon got him though. They're just like, you ain't ever selling on here again. So it was an interesting story, but uh, um. I feel like this story that we're covering, though, that's what it like feels. It, it really, other than the fact that they're stealing it, they're having people steal it. No, they're not having people stealing it. <laughs> they're See, you're, you're, that's police language. Okay. Somebody comes to them with merchandise that's very cheap that you can sell for more money. But they're telling that, people what they need. Man. Is the, <laughs> they dropped a piece of paper on the ground and somebody else picked it up. <laughs> <laughs> Who can be held accountable at that point? I think the problem comes in when Mr. Bob says, hey, I need fucking a pallet of Prilosec. <laughs> hey, it's me, Mr. Bob. You know, the guy in charge of this operation. Yeah. <laughs> Your numbers on Prilosec fucking suck this month. <laughs> it's chili season. Get out there. Yeah. Yeah. Cracking a whip. Do they get bonus? I wonder the bonus structure was like. Oh. See, that unregulated economy stuff is like, it really, you know, uh, uh, harms people's uh, earning potential. Man, when investigators shut the Whitley's business down, I think that they still call it business, though. That's cool. It I mean, is. That is respectful at the very fucking least. I hope they buried a bunch of money. I've been thinking about that so much lately, man. I just watched a thing about. A fucking yeah. guy that stole all this, or that, that oh, it was a race car driver. This mm-hmm. guy's a race car driver, and he paid to get his Indy car mm-hmm. and his uh, uh, other car. He, he first was doing experimental car racing. Who is this? Uh, he's a race car guy. He's a documentary on Netflix called Bad Sports. He's a race car okay. guy. I watched this he one. He raced in the Indy 500, but the way that he got it was by smuggling weed into the country. And Love selling it. it, and he ended up getting fucking busted for it, and then yeah, he boo. also ran. But uh, I was praying, and they put his dad in fucking jail because what? his dad buried three million dollars for his wife and kids. Oh no! And he, on his property, on a tobacco farm, they took the goddamn tobacco farm and they fucking put his dad in prison. Holy shit! Yeah. That's any dad would do that. I know the government. The government should. I mean, all of our ruthless. movies are about that. But that the government does that to people. I know. Like I've watched I worry so about it all the time. Many mobster things and shit like that, where they're like they bust one guy, and then they're like, "I heard your dad helped you. I'm gonna fucking bust your dad too, yeah. and your cousin, and and all these fucking people." It's just such bullshit. It's like so. After I watched that, all I could think was like. I hope that dude buried like ten million dollars. Yeah. I mean, he was smuggling one hundred and fifty-five thousand tons yeah, of yeah. marijuana into the country. That's a lot. Uh, he was re- he was buying. He bought a barge, <laughs> like one of those huge cargo ships. He was selling a ton of fucking weed. Yeah. I mean, that I is would, nice to think about though, being in jail and just knowing you have like a nest egg waiting for you. Yeah, but I, um, I would uh. I'll find out the guy. I think it's Randy Lanier. Uh, yeah, Randy Lanier. He he's doing okay now. He's a cannabis brand. He's a cannabis brand ambassador. Now, Boo. So he's doing okay though. I mean, 
They, yeah, that's a com- That's good. At least you got. Re- at least you. At least you got to live that way. You should never went to jail. He had a fucking life sentence. Oh my god! But Obama pardoned him when he was pardoning all those drug offenders. Like uh, Obama pardoned him. But uh, oh no! That, yeah, I'm gonna have to get that deal someday. Yeah, that's a life sentence for weed, man. There are just people in prison. He was in there for almost thirty years. Good lord! But he did feel he did seem like hey man you know i raced in an indy 500 yeah <laughs> that was kind of cool I'm not, a, I'm not just a regular ass offender in here yeah, i'm high well, level here no even when he got out he was just like you know i i raced in the indy 500 and i'm like that's what i like really wanted to do so. right it was worth it <laughs> yeah it costs a lot of money to do that you people don't understand how much money it costs to yeah. run a racing team i guess i don't know yeah no it's i mean it's so barbaric to think about like spending i mean a year of your life i think about these senses sometimes about shit that i do i've done and uh, i'm like imagine just three years like being stuck in fucking prison it's torture yeah it's unacceptable yeah a year but, I mean, over we over something that like everybody, everybody fucking does all the time now. Yeah. Or everybody that's in there for that should just be out. Yeah. Drugs are like already, in. you know, yeah, drugs are in. Okay? Drugs are in. We all love they drugs. They won. We all like them. Everybody's on them. <laughs> people do love them. I mean, people are so into them. Um, so uh, let's do one more thing here that I found interesting from Columbus. Uh, I mean, this is probably, this is a story that'll launch me into like a serious anger spiral. Okay. Uh, a property management company in the Ohio state campus area is being sued. The class action lawsuit against North step realty was filed Friday in Franklin County common pleas court. Six plaintiffs who are either current or former students Claim for years, North Step has been systematically shortchanging its tenants when returning security deposits. This is, I want to say this right now, guilty. Every management company is guilty. Like I, if I was a fucking judge for this, Mm -hmm. I would walk in. I don't know how court works or anything like that. Mm -hmm. I would walk in. I read, I assume they give you a piece of paper. Yeah, I'd look at the paper, I'd read it, and then I would take the gamble, uh-huh. and I would bang on the thing, and I'd be like, guilty. Like, immediately guilty. Okay. They all do it, dude. Like, uh, the lawsuit claims North well, Step charges its tenants standard inflated amounts for cleaning and repairs inconsistent with the amount it owes its tenants at the end of their leases. The lawsuit claims under Ohio law, at the end of the lease, a landlord is only entitled to deduct actual damages from the security deposit. Uh. In other words, a landlord is not permitted to make a profit on the deductions from the tenant's security deposit. So they're just, landlords are being like, oh, this place is fucked up. I need to keep the whole thing. Yeah. And they're saying you need to like show that you spent the money or like the amount of damage was happened. Or... This is what they do a lot of times. You didn't clean it good enough. Yeah. You know, when you left. I and know. you're just like, I, I mean, a lot. We've left apartments where like, I don't know, you know, we swept up the stuff and left the pile in the place or something like that. I've never left an apartment looking very bad at all. Like, it, I, 
you know, obviously I don't fucking scrub the walls or anything like that. I don't feel like that's my responsibility. I feel like that's their responsibility. Yeah. Uh, I've only gotten one deposit back in my entire life. Uh, but I just assumed it's because the other ones before I smoked in the house. You smoke yeah. cigarettes in the house. It's, but I also think uh, they just charge. Ex- they they just decide that the cleaning fee is this much. When in reality, they gotta fucking clean the place anyway. Yeah, someone's gonna have to come in there and do something. Bring the dirt devil. So they can't charge you out of your deposit, right? But they have to, to clean the house. They can. They can say it costs one hundred and thirty nine ninety nine to have the cleaners come through and do this, but it's not enough to take up your whole deposit. Yeah. That's what they get away with. Um, when I left DC, uh, we had no motherfucking money. And so um, I didn't pay the last month rent. That's smart. And, and like they got to keep the deposit and they came after us forever trying to send us collections. And I'm like, you got the place back and like you got the money you were missing. You keep the deposit. Like that's, you're looking for 739. Like you have 730. I gave you 739 <laughs> when I started up here. So how'd that work out? Yeah, I mean, check. they can't really do anything. About Just collections it, hit. Who cares? We bought a fucking house. It didn't hurt nobody. It's so correct. they hit you with collections anyway. Yeah, no, they yeah they put us in collections because we didn't pay the rent. Motherfuckers, they had the money. They had it. it was right then. They just had to cash the check. Yeah. Well, actually, they already had cashed it anyways. Yeah. Shit was spent. That was the problem is they spent that shit 14 months ago. They love doing that. Oh, I yeah. just, I don't ever think I'm ever getting a deposit back for the rest of my life. I just I'm feel ne- like. I believe my place is so fucked up. I don't even try. Like, I I've, I've I saw, I know somebody that like got on their hands and knees and washed a fucking place and then got to cut, denied a security deposit and then had to go all the way to court and spend their whole time going to court. And they got it by treating them, you know, taking it all the way there. I would rather just leave the place in fucking shambles and skate. Yeah. I get, like, I'm out. I get crazy on my wife when, whenever we moved about how much she cleaned. Yeah. Because I was just like, there's doing no too much. amount. This there's is their no shit. amount. This yeah. is their shit. You could get all your stuff out of there. Right. That's all you have to do. That's all you should ever have to do is this, get all your stuff out of there. This is a new chapter in their life with their place that they <laughs> own. Like, we are donezo. Like, they can be- get the cobwebs. Yes. Yeah, come on, you know. Yeah, but, I mean, update the place. We never, know. yeah, yeah. We never wash the place, anyways. Yeah, yeah. Oh, let's do one more, Brad. I saw this story. I thought it might freak you out a little bit. This is a vice story, okay? You know, what I want. To, oh, can I jump into something? Oh yeah, go for it. I don't know if this is real or not, and I've been avoiding reading the news on a regular basis. Um, but it kind of relates to that weed money thing we were talking about. Are they really going to look at six hundred dollar deposits? What do you mean by six hundred dollar deposits? There's some new bill or something that like the Democrats are putting through where like any deposit over $600 has to be reported to the IRS. Oh, like if you, if you just drop $700 cash in the bank, then they're going to they have to tell on you. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did see that. That's the the conservatives are flipped out about it. I'm flipped out. I mean, I'm a conservative then. I'm flipped out too. (laughs) No, no, no. $600. That's no, but that's nothing. Yeah. You get nothing for $600. Yeah. That's no struggle for a week on $600. They should be allowed. If they're going to do it, that number needs to be 
six million dollars yeah i think if you deposit if i go and deposit six million dollars in my bank account you can report that and tell people yeah that's it pay attention i won't be doing that listen to this story brett listen to this thing this is this is for our european friends in the uk uh uh an anti-cocaine spray being used by police in the uk to stop people from snorting cocaine in pubs has been criticized as a gimmick by drug safety experts. The spray called Block It supposedly <laughs> supposedly cut coat surfaces such as bars, toilet cisterns, I don't know what that is, uh, pool tables and baby changing tables with an invisible film that ruins cocaine powder when people attempt to rack up lines. What? It's like Scotch Guard? It's yeah. like a Scotch Guard for your bar. To keep the coke heads out. It's a spray bottle. Well, see, in the UK, though, like, there is, like, a whole, whatever they call their cities. Like, I think it's a ham provinces, or a burg or something like that. Whatever. Who knows? Um, whatever they call their cities, there's a whole one where they're requiring in order to keep your liquor license. You got to spray it That down. you got to spray down your toilets and your bar and all that stuff. So people can't do coke there. Sure. I mean, yeah, that's not going to do it. I, I, well, that's what somebody it's not in the, possible. Yeah. It's being used in 600 licensed premises across the country. It has also been used on surfaces in cinemas, colleges, and libraries. They claim it has dramatically reduced drug use and problem. Oh, pubs. really? I has it? I highly doubt that. Personally. Really? Yeah. <laughs> What's the data there? Uh, <laughs> There isn't any. That's what's funny about it. But drug experts have questioned the effectiveness of the spray to stop drug use in venues. Many cocaine users in pubs snort the drug straight off keys, the corners of debit cards, or simply chop up lines on their mobile phones. That's yeah. That's what my investigations checked out with. You've done some investigations into this and have found. Okay, Jam Ixon in the chat. This is. A good one. Can't do a line off of sticky double-sided tape. Yeah. That would be the only thing that could stop it. That could. If it was like adhesive, everything was like covered in fucking adhesive. Yeah. I mean, but still doesn't. Once again, this, my card still fits. What this seems like to me is a a carny ass company, smart, that got the government. To fucking buy in because yeah. the government solutions fucking, they need solutions yeah the government loves to buy into anti-drug stuff they yeah. love it we have talked about those weed glasses dude that we can't we wanted to buy but they're like a lot of money it's not too much we yes can, we they are they're i think they hit like a thousand bucks no, no, dude no. weed they were a couple hundred bucks we have the money to do it <laughs> yeah the weed I could just smoke weed and put on glasses though I well, I understand, but I think I the reason that you want to do the weed goggles mm-hmm. is because they are uh, what cops think weed does to you. Right, that's true. You know what I mean? Like a cop that's never tried it. Fatal vision. Fatal. Yes, it's called <laughs> fatal vision, and they have all kinds. Oh, these of are expensive. I told fuck you, they have, a, they have a thousand dollar marijuana impairment mat. Where <laughs> you can, did you see it? No. You put a mat on the floor and it's got a steering wheel with a <laughs> bar, and you have to drive on the street on the mat on the floor. 
It's like one of those busy road uh, like carpets that you put in your kid's like bedroom. Yes. And now someone has a steering wheel with like a skateboard wheel on it yes. for a thousand bucks. It's $140 for the steering wheel. What? So it's a thousand dollars for the mat and 140 for the steering wheel. <laughs> Is this what sober people do yeah. for fun? Yeah. If I guess I'm going to, I'm going to wake up to this. This will be my wake and bake is to put on my uh, fatal vision glasses and play on my impairment mat. Seems smart, man. Yeah. So the glasses, the fatal vision glasses, you can get it for six hundred and sixty dollars. Okay. The starter kit. Why not? The, um, why not the good number? You're six dollars away from the good one. This is the Fatal Vision Corporation. Yeah, I guess. I can't imagine well, what this could possibly do, though. That's have, the problem. I have a story for you, actually, to round this out. Fatal Vision view product. You know, I also saw what a weird fucking thing to buy. Uh, you can get the. Yeah, so it looks like for one pair of marijuana goggles, one kit is $660. Okay. We can, yeah, we could swing that. It's a, a little just crazy hurts, amount man. of money I'd rather money get a PS5 spend. or something. Yeah, it's a crazy amount of money to spend for one bit. Where I mean, if Can we, we find a doing, place to go do like a training? That's what I'm saying. If we were doing, when we go back to live gigs, maybe we buy... A kit, and then we just fucking let our listeners do it. Yeah, that's a smart thing. Yeah, we could do it. We could charge like VR. It'd be like a VR thing. Yeah, we just five five bucks to like take a ride on the uh, marijuana impairment mat for two hundred ninety nine dollars. You can get the Fatal Vision personal PPE kit. So the for the glasses, ah, you get a little PPE three hundred. Just throw three, three. But that the reason this three on that costs this much is because the government's right. This is government solutions. Yeah, the government will fucking... Me and you should be coming up with some kind of a fucking drug product that yeah. the government would be into. We yeah. make a fucking mint, dude. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what it Seems would be. Seems immoral, but... Maybe like a, a bungee cord jacket where the where the like bungee cords are hooked so that it's, it makes your arms heavier. And then the legs, the bungee cords are hooked together, and you're like, this is what it feels like when you're on cocaine. Fucking <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> just sell that to the government. Put people in a straight jacket and be like, that's what drugs are like. Yeah. yeah. Or remember those kaleidoscopes you can Yeah. Get? We'll just make glasses make, out of those kaleidoscopes, yeah. and then we'll fucking say that's what acid feels like. <laughs> yeah. Two kaleidoscope, kaleidoscope goggles, and then try to make people walk around. <laughs> Like, doesn't that, that's crazy, Oof. right? Yeah, I don't People know how you're going to live. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> it's scary. The government will buy anything if you tell them it'll make people not do drugs. And the funny thing about the fatal vision glasses, I think, is that the lenses are green. So yeah. it feels like they're saying that you see everything in green right. when you're high on weed. Yeah, they got that wrong. They've never been high. That's, it's mostly reds. I mean, cops, probably most cops have been high, I would guess. You think so? Oh, yeah. They're just lying, dude. But they probably got high a long time ago and had a bad experience. And then, you know. So, yeah. Uh, if you're in the UK... Oh, shit. The spray is one of a long line of tactics used by police and pub owners unsuccessfully to try to stop people snorting drugs in drinking venues. 
Other strategies include coating surfaces with Vaseline or WD-40, a policy recommended by police, but later advised against on health grounds. So yeah, police, don't. you don't want to do that. People are snorting that. Yeah, we don't, we don't have like penetrating oils just covering everything. I want to be inhaling that. I know. I know. I want to be there's, around that. Like, keep that in the garage. There's Vaseline on everything in my bar. <laughs> yeah. But nobody is doing cocaine in there. Okay? Just a thick coating of Vaseline on everything. That's a fucking one of those experiences you could sell now, though, since people are trying to buy exper oh, experiences. Yeah. You coat the floor kitchen, with kitchen Vaseline. Kitchen be so into it. You coat the fucking every surface, the floor <laughs> and every other surface with Vaseline. And then you put people in, like, a padded suit. You're just like, go fucking nuts Run wild. There, man. Yeah. Here's some gloves. Yeah. Here's some gloves and some booties. Go fucking nuts in there. <laughs> and then say, this is what it feels like when you're drunk. And then the government... <laughs> Well, fucking a ton of money. Well, government will pay a million dollars for that. Right. Um, You said you got something? Yeah. Because I sent this to me. We were going to talk about it on the show, but I forgot it. It's related to the UK and also our religious discussion here today. I want you to hear this. This is from Insider. Uh, Parents of high school students started a petition to remove a principal who loves classic heavy metal band Iron Maiden. What? Yeah. Why? Parents of high school students in St. Catharines, Ontario, Canada, started a petition to remove a school official. Um, let me see here. As concerned pa parents with impressionable children at Eden High School in St. Catharines, Ontario, we are deeply disturbed that the principal assigned to the school blatantly showed satanic symbols and her allegiance to satanic pra practices on her public social media platforms where all the students can see them. Um, what's the, are the satanic practices all just Iron Maiden fandom? It, it was on the Eden Principal account, so she's trying to be like a cool with it principal. Like that doesn't hell yeah, yeah. Number of the Beast, you know. It's just hallowed Iron be Maiden. thy name. Yeah. yeah, it's so corny. It's cold shit. Yeah, Iron Maiden is a cheesy ass fucking band. The one of the greatest heavy metal bands that's ever existed. I'm not but a big fan, but hey, if you like you them, you changed everything. Absolutely brilliant. Oh God, <laughs> no, they changed I, the fucking game. I love them. You don't know shit about heavy metal unless you know about these guys. You know what I do instead of staying up all night thinking about some woman changing her dress during uh, lunch is I just listen to Iron Maiden instead. It's way better activity. Okay, yeah, just go home for lunch and listen to Iron Maiden. Go back for to work. a fucking hour. Great, just head <laughs> just banging head bang head for one hour. Yep. Get it out. Go home. That um, is crazy, man. Yeah. So, um, oh, she made her own sign. An update to the petition said they didn't want to remove Burns because she loved Iron Maiden, but because of openly displaying her own handmade sign. With 666 clearly displayed on it. I mean, but... Are you, we were doing religious persecution now or something? That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Why, why... We have a right to be in our devilish ways. You know where we're going. We made a deal with the devil. We're going to hell. Yeah. We're going to hell. It's fine. Highway to hell. ACDC said it. It's just exactly like what we talked about earlier. That like... Hey, if I want to go to hell... Don't fucking stop me. Yeah. You know? Your don't kids are going to go to hell because I'm fucking into hell. Okay. Yeah, go live a chaste lifestyle in heaven or something. Yeah. Keep me out of it. 
For sure, for sure. Um, oh gosh, Burns Twitter bio identifies her as principal at Eden High School, growth mindset practitioner fueled by metal and ska and chickens. Oof, Wacky okay. principal. Well, the ska. Is I tough. like it, but this is a, why is this a problem? We can't let people be Iron Maiden fans. No, I think that, that's bullshit. They they should get in trouble. I I actually saw that fucking story today on on Fox News's website that a school canceled the Halloween party and they said it was because I mean it's ridiculous. They said it's because it 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 others people of color for some reason that like they said there are a lot of black students who don't celebrate Halloween and, and what I feel the same way when I saw it. I mean maybe I guess I don't yeah. know, but it sounds like a deep like blaze.com hit or something. It was Fox News, yeah. They, yeah. That's where they were talking about it. But I was just like, I don't, I just, I don't know, man. I've seen it. Yeah, I, I'm, I mean, I black people also <laughs> like Halloween. Yes, that's not so. I don't feel out of place saying <laughs> you're not being racist. I don't feel racist <laughs> saying that. And it's a predominantly white school district. Uh-huh. So it's just one of those weird things where you're just like, come on, guys. It's yeah. fucking Halloween. You yeah. know, stay home from school. It's a party. Yeah. If you're, but it seems more like a Christian thing, you know, that yeah, it Christian is like people, are by it. people of color. But it's like that when you come out and say something like that, it makes it seem like, you know, I don't know. It's just a weird thing. I hate that shit. Just do the Halloween party. They yeah. do it in my neighborhood. I live in Libtown, USA. We get Devil's Night one night a year. Let us have it. Leave us alone. Stay in your house and pray and drink your holy water and eat your Cracker Christ shit. Thank you. Thank you. That is right. That is the show. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, I went to Lucy Dacus last night. It was fucking amazing. If you ever have the chance to see her, it was like mind blowingly good. One of the, one of the best shows I've ever seen. Um, we'll be back on Sunday to take calls, um, probably for two hours, uh, because I have to get up and get my kid the next day. Um, but we will be here 9 PM on Sunday street fight. You know where to find us. I said it at the beginning of the show. Just restart the episode if you want to get all that information. Peace.
Just like witches at black masses Evil minds that plot destruction Sorcerer of death's construction In the fields of bodies burning As the war machine keeps turning And hatred to mankind Poisoning their brainwashed minds Oh, larger! world stops turning ashes where the body's burning no more war pigs of the power and as God has struck the hour day of judgment God is calling on the knees 
the war pigs crawling Begging mercies for the sins Satan laughing spreads his wings Oh, Lord, yeah. 